This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 139, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe, Discount Comic Book Service, and Netflix. I just want a lover like any other, what do I get? I only want a friend who stay to the end, what do I get? What do I get? Oh! Hey, and welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 139, despite what my script says. I am Josh, and I'm here with... Ron. And Connor. And, of course, 
Uh, I fanboy. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey. I always just skip by like I don't care that you're there, but I do. I do <laughs> you care. You don't. <laughs> I, I, I would I would hug you. Uh, oddly, it's wasting, it's wasting anyway. human for hugging. Oh, there it is. There's the first, oh, first one. We need to build here. This oh, this weekend in New York. Anyway, iFanboy.com. We are fans of comic books, and therefore we read a lot of them. Some say our stacks are monumental. Every week we read a bunch of them, uh, and then some weeks uh, way more than a bunch come out, and and we need to rest and read them in increments. Um, and then one of us has to pick the the best one of the week, and that becomes the pick of the week. They write about it on the website, and then we talk about it on this show, and then put a mini out about it. It's craziness. Uh, but we also talk about other stuff on the show. But one thing that we will be talking about is what happened in the books from this past week. And if, if uh, you haven't read them yet, then you certainly don't want to listen to us ruin them for you. Unless you do. If you find us that entertaining, listen on. Otherwise, read your books, then come back. Um, and now, Connor, finally, crisis number two. You had the pick. Take it. Uh, there was a lot of books this week. This week I sucked. Think. <laughs> I spent seventy five dollars on issues alone. No trades. No, just book comics that came out this week. Seventy five dollars after discount. Yeah. How many did you buy? Um. Here, you talk. I'll count. One, two. Three, I had a. I had. I had like seventeen books, and there's a lot of books, but they're also all. Most all of them were were good. Had a I good have, week. When you go to iFanboy, you can register and you can make your pull list, and you, know, you can rate them on a star system, one to five. And out of, out of my 17 books, I think I had three three-star books or two three-star books, two five-star books. And the rest are all four. I mean, it was a pretty, like, solid. 23, solid isu- 23 issues. Jesus, dude. Yeah, that's dude. a lot. Yeah. It took me, like, all week to read them. <laughs> You're so happy you didn't have the pick of the week. That would have been terrible. Oh, my God, yeah. I was, like, I was so thankful. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> thank God. Because, honestly, well, I know what my pick would have been, but it, it would have been it, – it wasn't tough after I read it. But it, it, there was a lot of um, options. So I read – I read 17 or 18 books, I think. Wow, that's someone yeah. like you, too. You're just Josh a Josh. It's like a new Josh. Josh is can jo- – for those listening at home, Josh bought the Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus, which is just shocking to me. I, so. It's currently anchoring up one side of my house. <laughs> just. He, he had to show up his foundation. It was the cheapest option. <laughs> like, well, you know, you could, re- you could redo the, the foundation or you got one of those Omnibuses. <laughs> just shove it in there. That will keep the house level. It's, it's useful for auto work. Uh <laughs> Matricide, whatever <laughs> you need it for. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Final Crisis number two f- for me was the pick of the week. A lot of people talked about issue one and how it was really dense and had a lot of things going on people didn't understand. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with some of that. I think it was. It threw a lot at, at you in, in the Grant Morrison style. It wasn't all very clear. Usually it becomes clear by the end, but in the beginning it's somewhat murky. Uh, issue two was much more clear, I thought, and much more interesting and I really got a identity crisis vibe off of it in that this is a crisis event taking place in a very focused manner. It's like the opposite of an infinite crisis in, in that it was infinite crisis was in the in the space in different dimensions and different planets all over the place, cast of millions. This is pretty much the Justice League, pretty much just happening on Earth, pretty much right now just about these murders taking place. And there's not a lot of overwhelmingness in terms of scope, and it's very focused and very unusual in that sense. And that's something I really liked. I really liked the, the the focused murder mystery. I liked the fact that there's a there's a sense of doom hanging over everything. Anybody could go at any moment, and it's I think it just it was really fun and exciting. The art for JG Jones was was you know fantastic, and Barry Allen returned, which was which was a nice. I thought it was a nice final page, him chasing a time bullet. And concepts like the time bullet is why I love Grant Morrison's 
uh, work. And I think why people, a lot of people don't like it, but I love the fact that he comes up with stuff like time, bullets shot from the past that end up in the present. And it's just, oh, I think that the time bullet was definitely like an, like a prime A1 example of what Grant Morrison does best. When you yep. think of wacky, wacky is a lame word, but really innovative concepts in, in sort of fantasy science fiction, like that kind of thing. And, and like the first time you read it, like, well, here's a bullet, but it's been here for 50 years. Right. That doesn't make any sense at all. And they, they totally, he totally came up with a really interesting way to do it. And so that, that was actually really cool. I read this book. After you picked it, I read it again. I read it a second time. And oddly enough, earlier this week, I'd also read the trade for Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually really enjoyed Infinite Crisis much to – apparently I am a new man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I was noting the really very different feel. Infinite Crisis to me was a modernized version of the kind of thing that in- Crisis on Infinite Earths was. Right. Whereas this was – I think you're right. Yeah, it was more like Infinity Crisis. But really what it was to me, like I was like – I'm halfway through and I go – Grant Morrison's just writing the JLA right now. Yeah, basically, yep. This is a this is new Grant Morrison JLA that 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 matters. And I think one of the things with all those DC um, events that was going on is a lot of the events like they were fun and they were big, but they didn't really seem to matter all that much because it didn't really seem to affect what was going on in individual books a lot of the time. Like, because I wasn't reading uh, Countdown, but it didn't really seem to affect any of the books Correct. that I was reading. Whereas this feels like, you know, things are going down. Yeah. Batman gets captured, you know, uh, Barry Allen coming back. These are all, you know, it was well, well done. Like in, I, in, true, in true crossover sense, it, it's, it's not really spilling over into anything else except for um, Teen Titans, oddly enough, is the only book I'm reading that where, where the, the events in, in this book are actually at all popping up. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, you know, everything will, will change after this, which is what, what the, the crossover is supposed to do. But you're right in the fact that it feels more like a JLA story. And the stuff that we loved about JLA was was is happening here, where he really gets everybody, and everybody gets a great moment. The great, the, the best moment for me in this issue was when John Stewart was pinned down by the the mystery Green Lantern, mm-hmm. uh, Lantern. with those yeah. with those spikes, the green spikes, and he just rips them out of the, out of the wall through they're attached to his arm. I thought that was like yeah. a badass moment. Um, I really liked. Um, you go ahead. Well, I was I was gonna say, and I don't, and I, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be difficult in the way that we tend to be difficult, but like, m- I wonder if much in the way that like you know, uh, 1985, like what Miller's doing over at Marvel is kind of like Marvel porn. Like, I'm a casual DC reader, and so I don't know if that's the the gap between me and enjoying this. But I read this twice, and I have no idea what's going on. That's interesting. I, 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 you know, like I know the characters in it. I know, you know, loosely kind of like I don't, I admittedly, I, um, like I said, I'm a casual reader, so I'm not up on the new gods. I'm not up on dark side. Like I've always kind of been turned off by that whole world and everything. And I felt like this was scattered. I felt like it was a little bit, there were little moments that were a little bit all over the place. Um, I, you know, uh, the, the whole alpha lantern thing, like, so is, is it not an alpha lantern? Is she a new God? She's granny. We don't. Right, yeah. I mean, like, it just, it just, like, it, like I, I read, I literally sat down and, like, I, I need to sit down and read this to, to, to get what's happening. Well, and, well, that's generally how it works. Right. No, it's I know, but, 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 but I, after doing it, I still came up empty. You know what I mean? Well, like, so I know what you're saying because yeah. I felt like that a little bit, and then by the end, I was like, I, I mean, to me, what it is is you've got a series of of seemingly unrelated events, right. and you're not getting the whole picture. He's showing you a little bit of it at a time. Right. And by the time you get to the end of it, the whole thing, which is not now. 
all of these things will have hopefully made yeah. sense. Well, and that's the thing is that is it's the it's the promise of it all coming together and making sense. And this yeah, and, and we talk we talk about this a lot where how much we get strung along and we're talking about it with secret invasion and things like that where it's just kind of like okay get on with it like I I need I need something that ties things together to, to I, right now I don't have any plot thread to latch on to. Oh, I think there's definitely things to. There's, there's, there's a bunch of plot threads to latch yeah. onto. Yeah. Well, no, I, no, I, no. I, 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 none of them have none of them have made the leap for me. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and I, well, and, and I don't know if it's because I lack the the knowledge of DC or or maybe I just I'm not too you know I, I need to take some peyote or I, you know what I mean like but um this is actually very very grounded for Grant Morrison stuff I would say yeah. I think that like what we don't know is we don't know if the new gods are are they like scrolls is that what this Alpha Lantern is or are they inhabiting other people's bodies and slowly taking over so is that the case where granny has inhabited this alpha lantern right. you know i by the way my, one of my my favorite scene in this book was um was hal jordan having to deal with the alpha lantern and the jla at the same time and yeah. how awkward that was yeah that was really like was good. It, at yeah. one point uh i think they said like we sent john stewart to do this and she's like well and whose authority are you allowed to send him there and, and hal's like okay guys it's all right batman it's cool we're fine <laughs> but, everyone yeah but like but like for but the, the whole beginning the whole japanese thing like i you know i yeah, that was my favorite part and that, that yeah. that's not that's not important it's just a, a setting to show different superheroes to, so you right but if it's not important then why is it in it i mean you know but well, because um, it was it was it was an interesting scene yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, um, although There's a I do, way to show I, that there are other superheroes besides the ones in America. Yeah. Do you remember the the Great Ten from Fifty Two? And yeah. we didn't think that they would matter, and you know they ended up being part of the story. Yeah. And so um, I do got to say though, I do I do enjoy the the villain gathering, and then when they're all leaving, going to their cars, and Doctor Savannah and his like weird pseudo smart car. <laughs> I, I did like JJ Jones is I just love JG Jones. I mean, he, I thought you know he's I he, he can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned, and and his, the, the art was really good. It's just that I'm still I'm you know I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it wouldn't have been my pick, but only because I, I, I I'm struggling. So I don't I don't love yeah. his Superman. That's that's a tiny complaint. It's yeah. not even a complaint. Yeah. Hey, the there's art a page. Or the writing. No, his uh, the art. I don't for some reason he's a little small or I don't know. Well, that's more like the Gary Frank, you know. Yeah, um, it, it, there's a page where Batman says, "Look, I was never ha- Jordan's biggest supporter." What does that mean? Is there a history of that? Does yeah. Batman? Yeah, well, Batman, when, oh, Batman Jordan, hates, went, yeah. Jordan went evil. Okay, yeah, yeah, Batman's yeah, sure forgiven him. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I just forgot that. I got that. And then <laughs> I don't know. Like, like going back through it, a, there was a lot in these pages, and I felt very satisfied, especially oh, yeah. the second time through, because the first time I was like trying to understand each part and then i move on to the next one but this time i was like well they really gave us a lot to go with there wasn't a lot of each one but i mean granted he's got his work cut out for him to pull all these things together but uh, you know i guess i'm giving him the benefit he, of the he doubt has, he has the track record to say he usually does it and this mm-hmm. is the exact opposite of those comics that you've done within three minutes where you're like whoa that was a waste of my time this is this was a nice dense piece where there was lots of different strings happening at the same time yeah. You're bouncing around a lot of different scenes. This is we're still only in part two of seven, so this is still still yeah. the beginning of the story where there's different threads going on. I mean, you see this in TV shows, movies where there's different plot lines. You don't know how they're going to merge, and then they do merge at some point. This mm-hmm. is just the way we're very much the beginning of the story. Um, and he definitely I, I mean, has a track record for that. I'm surprised I don't feel more like Ron does. I mean, I kind of expected to, and I think about halfway through this, I felt the same way. And then when I read it again, I was like, oh, okay, I'm 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 digging this. But I, I never read stuff twice, so who knows. But I, I found it so far. This is at this point. This is more satisfying than I think than definitely than Secret Invasion was by the end of their second issue. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, well the, and the, the whole thing with Secret Invasion is, is, is and and we're gonna get into. I mean, I don't know if we're moving on or not, but you know, but 
it, um, as evidenced by New Avengers and Mighty Avengers this week, you know the the action in Secret Invasion is not in the main book. It's it, it's it's in the other books. That's that's yeah. what it is. Which is which is you know sucks for the people who don't want to buy all these books. But if you ask me, the cool things about Secret Invasion are happening in Captain Britain and New Avengers and Mighty Avengers and in Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? Like it's not. You know, while while the other book kind of plods along, um, so it's you know it's it's interesting to see the balance where in Final Crisis appears if everything's happening in that book, and that's that's all well and good for that story, you know. So um, I think I prefer that, yeah, just um, because it gives the reader more options, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I don't. I feel like that was definitely the case with Civil War, but I don't know if that's been the case with Secret Invasion. They're telling them. Right now, I mean, are, are we going to move on? Are we? Are we? Are yeah. we cool Yeah, I think we're cool in Final Crisis. Okay. I, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I, I didn't hate it. It just, it, it was hard for me. That's I can hard. understand that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you talk about New Avengers and Mighty Avengers, it feels to me more like they're telling the backstory through those books. Yeah, they're explaining all of the stuff that has happened up to now, which he's been, which he's been alluding to in New Avengers all along. All right. I mean, I, I guess well, we're, so fi- yeah, really we're, fi- we're, we're finally getting the 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 you know there have been you know clues throughout the whole thing supposedly for years now and like all these kind of yes. moments and so like you're getting your your it's providing the the context and the meat of what is happening and you know and I just thought, I I mean I thought you know New Avengers well first off you know Jim Chung is is easily in my top 5 artists right now here I mean, here just beautiful beautiful work amazing mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, and 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 this dives this this is a you know character portrait of Spider Woman and trying to, and understanding how they you know swapped her out and replaced her with the scroll and where she was and what moments in time and you know leading up to the breakout you know the the, the supervillain breakout that started the New Avengers and and forty two years ago yeah which is crazy um, impressive and then it it, go, it it goes right up into um into House of M. Yeah, which I think is you know, which is well well contained. You know, summing up several years of stories in one issue, I think was was well done. And then so this was, uh, yeah, this is like the most enjoyable New Avengers. Yeah, I've read in a while. And easily, it, and then Mighty Avengers with with John Romita and Klaus Janson jamming on on art, and we see how they they get to Pym. You know, and which is which is great, leading all the way up until all these moments, you know, in time, and, and we get more kind of secret scroll meetings and things like that. But it's like, um, yeah, there's a lot of these shadowy meetings on I love the alleyway with it. It's just it's you know, as much as the backstory is being told, there's still no forward momentum. Yeah, yeah, true, that's, understood. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. I, you know, what's funny is that one thing that the Bendis has done really well is that I think that there's times where Pym has been sort of innocuous. Yeah. And I know this isn't really Pim, but he's acting like him anyway. So he's like Pim's got a real character in this book. Like he's Oh yeah, well up to the moment where they get Pim, it's Pim. Yeah. You know, which right, exactly. and, which is like that's the thing is like I feel I mean like I love I love Pim as a character and I love, you know, I, I you know and I I love the the dimensions and and yellow jacket and all that kind of stuff. But he gets he he he's painted as the wife beater and you realize and you see and you know and and as people dig deeper into it, you see that there's more to him as a as a person and as a character and as as you know and it's Yeah, but I mean at a certain oh. at a point that's what you are. Yeah, no, I know. No, I, well, I don't want to get into arguing that, right? No, but I mean it's just, it's just I mean the dynamic with between that relationship is just is, is always fascinating to read, you know. So, yeah, uh, no, it is, and and I almost wish at some point that like I wish that he they hadn't gone and made him the wife beater. Yeah, like I wish that like it's okay to have them have a rocky tumultuous relationship, but when it goes over that line, what you've done is you 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 put a taint on that character. Yeah forever like one right, that's moon. yeah that's why yeah i'm kind of with you in that regard where I, I feel bad that it's tainted because i think the character is more than just that yeah right so. and if it was just a case of a couple who continually harp at each other so that they don't get along i mean the way that it's written in this is that you know janet janet's kind of a jerk 
and yeah. he's kind of a jerk, and that's how they act towards each other. And people can get along with that. But the second that you know he beats her up, right? Then he's the bad guy, and there's no real getting away from that. So I need to go back and research the whole beating her and how often it happened and how to oh, what extent. Ha- one, time, only takes yeah, one time. That's all it takes. <laughs> well, no, I'm just curious because I know with the with the split personalities and the yellow jacket personality right. and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm, just, you know, like yeah. you know. I think he was not himself at the time. He was in the crazy, crazy yeah. period. Yeah. Seriously, let's give it up for Jim Chung, though. Oh. Just in case I hadn't made that clear. Yeah, no, I mean, I was just what, reading this, like, what was the issue where he complained that nobody ever calls Hank Pym? Which one was that in? What was that mean, in Mighty? That? Was the scroll was like, they never to call Hank Pym. It must have been in Mighty. Well, he appeared I don't know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, oh, it was some moment where, where the Avengers are getting back together. Like, why aren't you part of it? He's like, ah, they didn't call me. <laughs> I think it was – it must have been a mighty – No, it was, it was when he was a scroll talking to the other scrolls. So it might have been a new Avengers where, where he said uh, – he was like – he was defending Pym even though he was a scroll. Right, yeah. <laughs> they have no respect for Pym. It's like <laughs> some sort of weird Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah. he'd gotten native. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, let me, let me – uh, what do you make of the last page in Oh, here in it is. It's, it's in New Avengers. Hank Pym was a founding member of the Avengers. You weren't there for this. This is the New Avengers. They always treated Hank like crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh? What do you make of the last couple pages in New Avengers? It's, it's right before House of M. Okay, but I didn't watch House of M. So. Okay, yeah. Basically what happened was in House of M is that is that Wanda, um, you know, after Wanda lost it in the in the disassembled, then she went back to Genosha and then she got all annoyed and, and created – and through uh, Quicksilver's suggestion, she created re- – recreated reality so that mutants were the dominant species. Right, was, and, and that the, 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 white, the White Flash is what took over. And then when the White Flash came back, it, they were – Magneto was the head of the House of M and all that kind of stuff. So that's the – Oh, okay. The White Flash signified the beginning of that of the House of M thing. So I see. Wow, he's really tied all this shit together. See, I don't. Yeah, although, I didn't really although, catch the, although there was a problem. I mean, in between, I'm, I'm looking at both pages right now in both issues, New Avengers and Mighty Avengers, and in both issues, Scroll Hank Pym or regular Hank Pym learn of the New Avengers forming in yeah. different settings and different ways. Yeah, I see. That. Um, That's he, weird because he wrote Scro- both of them. Yeah, Scroll yeah. Hank Pym learns of it from Scroll Spider Woman while he's in a lab, and regular Hank Pym learns of it before he's a Scroll from the Scroll Blonde Chick. Oh, interesting. Ooh, continuity problem. Yeah, I didn't catch that. He so, probably wrote so. them fucking months ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. They, they, I read them back to back. They came out together the same week, and it was just like a glaring. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Problem. But then it, it, it didn't detract from the enjoyment of the two issues, which was really high. Yeah. Hey, what's that up in the sky? It's super, it's a fucking Superman segue, people. <laughs> it just died flat on its face like a fucking, like the Eradicator suit. <laughs> Josh, did you buy this? You're damn right I bought this. So there. What did you think? What did you think of it? I Superman, pretty much like Superman uh, 677. It was Superman 677, uh, which was James Robinson's inaugural issue. Um, and him and Jeff Johns are going to usher in a bold new era of Superman, as, as they tell it. Um, even though he won't look at me. Uh, <laughs> um, it was it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. It felt like a one shot. Like a here's here's the things going on, you know. And 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 it didn't feel incredibly new or anything like that. I, James Robinson has a very nice voice to these characters. I really I like I really liked. I'm a sucker for when they write like the dog thoughts. Yep. In, in space, I think that's really fun. Um, I you know it's like. It's always really interesting, and and especially if it's well done, when when like Superman has a conversation with another character, and his his humanity or whatever you want to call that, it, it gets to come out. 
personality. You know, like he's, his personality or is at least even his, his emotional vulnerability, yep. I suppose. But here it's the opposite. Here he's like, you know, and everything's going to be okay. And Hal's like, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> I, I, really, I really like scenes like that. And I think Superman is one of the best scene of the, of the book by far, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the rest of it was a big monster shows up and, and things that there was, I don't know, it was good. It was, it was not spectacular. Um, I will but, definitely agree with that. It was, it was, it was solid. Um, I don't think, he's, I don't think he's got his feet wet yet. I was looking mm-hmm. back on the Jeff Johns run and Jeff Johns's run didn't really get spectacular until the third arc. Right. Um, so it could just be a matter. I mean, sometimes that happens, you know, when Brubaker took over Batman, I hated it for the first Mm-hmm. Six issues, and then he finally figured it out. Sometimes writers it takes a while to figure out the characters and the voices and everything, and then it clicks. So it I think was very his, strong, but not you know, it didn't blow me away. Yeah, no, and I think that the last page, like you know, like the the character of Superman having like saying that saying something like "There's no need to shout." Yeah, I like that voice. I like. There's a good way to write Superman, and he's he you know he's slightly you know he's slightly playful. He's not Spider Man. Right, but you know he's he's confident, but you know he's he's slightly boyish at times, and I I, I kind of like that. Just like a, he's like a very confident, uh, like old, you know young guy. I, I guess. agree. I think and it's better when he's got some sort of when he's not written as like the detached, omnipresent mm-hmm. personality. When he's got some, you know a little bit of playfulness to his dialogue. When he's got this sort of yeah. Midwestern charm is what exactly. he needs to have. He's a guy um, who likes to go out and play with his dog. Yep, and I think that that's a really good way to do him. That's, uh, the, uh, that's the, what she said. <laughs> The art, the, uh, uh, the art, I thought, was not as strong as, as, as he's, Gatiss has been in the past. I don't know what it was. Renato Gatiss, I usually really like him, but I thought here it was really odd. I'm not familiar with him all that much. What else has he done? Uh, there was an arc of Supergirl that he'd done that I really liked. It was, um, oh, last... right. I remember that. And you liked her because he drew her like a, like a woman. I mean, and I don't mean that in the, she wasn't like a, a cheesecake model, right? Right, yeah. Like a um, woman. I remember that. <laughs> No, like, like, no, like, no. like, you know what I did like? I thought that the, um, like the scope, like the page where the monster is rampaging through uh, Metropolis. Yep. I love the scope of those pages. I really, I mean, it's totally cheesy and overdone in comic books to be like, oh, it's cool when a monster wrecks the city. But when they really put a scale on things like that, you know, like that, that's I always I'm impressed by those kind of pages. And I, you know, it was, it was nice. Cool. Yeah. No, I thought it was really, really solid debut. I'll read more, and I'm gonna start picking up action too, and and you know hopefully, you know who who wouldn't like a really good Superman book for a while? I've never experienced that. I've read really good Superman stories, but not sort of for a long period. Get the last issue of Action. It's part one of the new new arc. Listen, I got a lot of comics this week. <laughs> Don't start with part two and then complain when it sucks. Twenty three. Uh, Immortal Iron Fist. This was the last issue for the uh, the. Uh, Creative team, although Brubaker wasn't on it, it was, uh, yeah, it was all Matt fraction. fraction and David Aja mm-hmm. before th- the switchover happens. I think we have to take a moment and just uh, and and I know this is going to you know be a tough pill for some of you guys to swallow, but just take a moment and give a a, a quick slow clap for Mister M- Matt Fraction and probably the best week of comics he's ever produced. I will say that this week Matt Fraction and and this is important to note on his own. Yes, he's got no other names attached to him. Yep. This is the best match fraction has ever done in my eyes, which yeah. which is really heartening because I I'm I'm have not been a huge fan of his work. I don't think it's bad. It just was not for me. And to me, he seems to be getting better. Yeah, this, which is good because his star is rising. So one would hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah. This Iron Fist issue. I mean, all the way from the beginning for the cover, which was this great, well designed modern cover, 
to mm-hmm. the the story of focusing on Danny Rand and just the the kind of aftermath of all the crap that we've been through the past year with those storylines and just seeing it all come together. And David Aja was just uh, uh, unbel- unbelievable art wise. Yeah, I mean, like this this issue was is probably the best issue of this entire series up to date. So. Um, I, I mean, like, I, I, I literally sent out an email to everybody on the iFanboy staff yeah. to be like, listen, if you stopped reading this, and I, you know, I can't believe I read it, but you know, this was incredibly good. I really, there's, there's that one page uh, where he's in the elevator with his his CEO guy, <laughs> and, and 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 like he's like, so all these uh, charitable contributions, yeah, yeah, you're supporting those new Avengers, aren't you? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I am. It's just, that's, that's how you do a comic book page, man. Yeah, it was well done. It was just so so well done. Um, it's too bad that it's too bad this wasn't it for the last six months when we were mired in that storyline. This is what it should have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, this was that's what I was looking for. And to me, I mean, it was very very good. There was a couple of things I didn't like. Just they're just fraction things I just don't like. But overall, well, that, that's I the thing. I, I mean, and you you mentioned that. I mean, you don't like the. I mean, like the you don't like the pop culture references stuff like that. I didn't get that at all. I didn't notice them. I didn't notice I didn't them either. at all. And he he, he he wrote about MythBusters, which is something nobody. Well, that, no, that, well, that was in oh. that that was in. Um, well, the, the next book we're going to talk about is. Uh, oh, sorry, that was the next book. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I'm yeah. grouping them together. Right, um, but um, Young Avengers presents Hawkeye was the other book that came out. Which whereas Josh, I think you know Iron Fist yes. number sixteen was your book, but to me, Young Avengers presents Hawkeye w- issue number six was my pick of the week. Also, yes, yes, that this, yes for everything. Young Avengers presents Hawkeye was, was it was Matt Fraction writing and Alan Davis drawing, um, Mark Farmer inking when when Davis and Farmer graced together and Paul Mounts, you know who who's you know I, I'm not a big fan of his coloring but like this it just worked and this amazing classic Marvel story of the new Hawkeye and the Young Avengers and Hawkeye as Ronan, you know, kind of, you know, they're kind of, they're exploring their relationship and Ronan comes back and he wants his bow back. And Listen, this, the it, name might be different, but I'm still Hawkeye. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And and the thing is that, like, and, and Connor, like, I know you, you, you complain about Fraction and, and those sort of things, but, like, I didn't think the Mythbusters thing was out of step. No, I, mean, I was yeah, happy. Except, except if you're if you're outside the United States, you don't know what the fuck they're talking. Right? About. Yeah, but but they've done that for forty years in Marvel comics. Discovery I mean, they, Channel is on two hundred countries. But they, should, yeah. they shouldn't. They shouldn't do it. I don't. I, I don't. I, don't, I, don't I, I disagree. I, in the Marvel universe, that's what. I, if you read back through the Marvel universes, they talk about Saturn Night Live in the late seventies. There's all, Marvel universe is different from DC's. That Marvel is steeped in what's going on here. It's got nothing to do with DC. I'm just saying in general, yeah. comics shouldn't do that. Right. But I. But I. I think. I think it has a home in Marvel, and it, it didn't stick out. I mean, it's one thing to. It's one thing to force it down your throat and and that sort of thing but it contextually it made sense i don't read it in yeah, any I, other, I mean it, it i don't read it in any other book besides once he does and also i mean if you want to talk about being in the real world uncanny x-men had a mayor of san francisco that was not the real mayor. well yeah yes I, yeah I, but that said i saw pages from 500 and and like there's a big fight at the sf moma like that's gonna be san francisco fucking it's gonna it's gonna be really neat to see a different city and like an actual take places i think that was really cool but yes i when i in uncanny x-men when i saw there was a different mayor that was an, i was annoyed too so but um, so so, but but it appears that Hawkeye's not going to become Hawkeye again in the near future. Correct. Nope. Oh man. Yep. But well, he but, was. But, but he but, said he goes. I'm Hawkeye. You see, but, but what I think is fascinating, and why I've been attracted to the Young Avengers for so long, and what I love about them is that like they are the next generation of these legacy characters, and Marvel typically doesn't have that legacy the way DC has, and it's for some reason it it works. It's working. It does. And yeah. what I really liked, and this is it, there's a very slow 
very slow character progression of, of Clint Barton over the years. Yep. I mean, like, and, and this, is, this is like a 40-year progression, but, you know, he went from being the criminal to the upstart on the team to, you know, a guy who became very competent and then, like, the sort of unsure leader. Yep. And now he's the veteran, and now he's looking at the, the younger generation. Like, I, that's so cool yeah. to me. That's a character who I've loved my whole life. Right. And it's neat to see him advance in a way that is not bad. Yeah. And, and I mean, art-wise, looking at going from Jim Chung on New Avengers, J.G. Jones on Final Crisis, David Aja on Iron Fist, and Alan Davis here. Like, this is, this is possibly the best Alan Davis I've seen in a while, and I've, I, yeah, I yeah, look at everything he does. This I do have an Alan Davis complaint. Okay. He needs to update the wardrobes a little bit. Well, that's the, that's one of the problems with Alan Davis. We, we didn't have any '80s hair. I didn't see it. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. 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 Everyone had modern hair, which is not normally the case. <laughs> but yeah, but the there, great, were, there the, were there were some suits. I was like, really? Well, the great, the, well, yeah. Well, the great thing about Alan Davis is that he he he's got this amazing way to draw people that are that are believable. You know what I mean? In that in that where they they look like people. You know, like it's yeah. not it's not photorealistic. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's it's the the way clothes falls on them and stuff like that. Yes, the the designs are out, outdated. When Hulkling's got that wide wide collared V neck shirt on, I was like, eh, I don't know if the kid's <laughs> wearing that. You know, but um, you know, so his fashion sense might not be tight. But um, but just the way that the you know and, and what's his face, the speed guy dressed like he works for Miami Vice on their date. Um, yeah. That's kind of um, what I meant. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, yeah. so what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what? The, the tone of the whole thing made me happy enough that that didn't bother me yeah. uh, that much. But. It was it was great. It, and I just thought it was such a this, – this whole getting us through whenever Heinberg decides he wants to come back and do the um, Young Avengers, I was skeptical of this, you know, Young Avengers spotlight. And they haven't been all that great, but this this was a great way to end it, you know. Um, you know, it was it, this was just totally hands down my pick. So out of, out of six, I think three were were quite good. Yeah, no, yeah, about half of them. And then two, yeah. two were, two were, you know, two were okay. One was bad, yeah. but I love the covers, me, by the way. For me, the uh, moment of the week was reading Iron Fist, and, and then the last page is all about um, Danny realizing he's turned thirty three, and it's when yeah. all the Iron Fists die, and then it's all like very solemn, and the art is beautiful. And then you turn the page to this teaser for next month, and it's just like <laughs> yeah. roar, yeah. big, big, big muscles, big bulging muscles with veins, and just looks yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, Although those last couple of pages convinced me that I do want to read the story that comes after it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. is the story, is that story going to be told, though? Or is it going to be big, muscly? Yeah. You know? Who knows? We'll see. You, you, caught, you caught the Fraction oh. Brubaker cameo, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, Kusada. which is okay. Which is okay. Was it Casada? Was Fat Casada? Yeah. Wasn't Thin Casada? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Asha hasn't been in the office lately, <laughs> <laughs> and he won't be again. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, Jim Hanley's Universe is one of America's best and most progressive comic book stores. Jim Hanley's Universe offers the best selection of comic titles and related merchandise from mainstream to manga to minis. Jim Hanley's Universe has it all. Jim Hanley's Universe is op- located opposite the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan at 325 New Dorp Lane in Staten Island. You can visit them, them on the web at jhuniverse.com or myspace.com slash Jim Hanley's Universe. Jim Hanley's Universe, where art and literature meet. All right. Good stuff. BP- BPRD, the, electo- the ectoplasmic man one-shot, was the only other book in serious Pick of the Week contention. This was this was the Pick of the Week go- until I read Final Crisis, which was the last book I had read. Um. So good, yeah. And the best, the best single page of the, of the week in the final page. Yes, um, yeah. Re- I mean, look at the by the by the way, like we've said it before, but look at the coloring. I mean, honestly, yeah. Dave Stewart. I um I haven't read any BPRD books at all, 
so I don't know the ectoplasmic Wait, man at all, but he I was take it back. a fantastic character. Um, Dave Stewart just did the cover colors. Actually, the whole art was by the same guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about Ectoplasmic Man other than what I've read here, but he's a fantastic character. Um, <laughs> this was a fantastic one-shot. It had a complete arc. It was dramatic. The last page, it was like one of those, you know, I felt like I felt the music swelling in my head in the last page. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. just, it's just a fantastically conceived comic book. There was, um, there was a, a one-shot a few weeks ago, too, um, which was a, a BPRD with uh, Roger, the... I forget what he's called, but you know he's that fake man. Yep. Uh, and that was also really good with art by Herb Trimp. Like these books are just Herb consistently Trimp. good. There's one every week. Yeah. It it seems like yeah, but this was this was very much fun. It was I mean like this is actually if you never read BBRD, you've never read Hellboy, you've never read any of this stuff. This it, you could pick this up, and if you like this tone, this is what you, you could be in for. Yeah. I think. I'm cool. Is this guy this guy's one of the main characters in BPRD, right? That's what I've heard. I don't I don't know. I've actually haven't read enough BPRD to tell you. Um but I think so. <laughs> so um Fantastic Four, number five fifty eight. Um this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what I would want out of Miller and Hitch's Fantastic Four. Admittedly, it kind of, I kind of thought about how, you know, like we talked about the Hulk movie and how you can only really do one Hulk movie, which is, you know, Banner on the run from the from the army. Um, Fantastic Four, it's a little cliche to do a Doom story, but you, uh, but I suppose you got to do it in your run. Um, but it tied into what's really going on in the Marvel Universe. They, they uh, this, this mysterious group uh, uh, breaks Doom out of being in prison after what happened in Mighty Avengers. Um, so it was tied into the current events of the of the the, the general Marvel Universe continuity, um, and except for the last page. Well, well, I don't know what the last page is. We'll see. I, 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 that, I don't think that's a whole. The, so what happens is that apparently this mysterious group of uh, heroes or villains that are trying to get to Doom are being led by a Hulk. But I don't think it's a current. That's current. That's not current banner. I think it might be a future banner or, or something like that. So, um, right. but we'll find out. But I, but this was you know. I, it was just it, when I read it, I was just it felt I'm like, all right, this is what I, this is what I wanted. So it was better. Yeah. It was definitely better. Yeah. So that's all. I was just happy to see it. And the cover was awesome. So uh, it's been a really good run. I don't I don't have a problem with any of them yeah. so far. Cool. Uh, Fear Agent number twenty two or number one of Eye Against Eye, the current arc. Um, Tony Moore is back, and and not that I have anything against Jerome Opeña, but I really like Tony Moore's work. A good yep. deal. Um, the last Fear Agent, which was like just last week or the week before, yep, ended on a, on a really great cliffhanger, and this sort of just picks right up from there. I just still love this book. <laughs> I, I've not read I've not read a bad moment in this book. Like he keeps thinking of horrible shit to do to Heath, and every single time Heath ends up in just some horrible situation, and 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 they've got to think of the way to get him out, and keeps sinking worse and worse. But also all of the baggage that we learned about as we go on keeps piling on top of him so it makes him more and more pathetic and it's just man why aren't you reading this book if you're not it's 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 it really is good i mean it's it's it's, and the the scenes with him and the russian guy they're stranded on a planet and then really you know really kind of you know digging deep into their you know relationships and and the 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 thing you know the the heath houston pity party as the as the russian guy put it yeah um it just it's it's just it's just solid it's just so solid it's kind of scary how solid it is yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, but like, this is one of those love on the page things. This is this is just like powers. It's just like criminal. It's just like this is the book that this dude is meant to, that Rick Remender is meant to write. Yeah, yeah, and totally. and possibly who who Tony Moore is meant to draw. You know, or, yeah. or Jerome Payne also. But just yeah. oh, 
So is Tony Moore back for the arc or just this issue? The arc, I believe. It's the arc. He does yeah, these they, six they, they, yeah, they trade off on arcs. Yep. So. Yeah. So, oh, so good. So, so good. Um, so real quickly, uh, remember Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis were doing Hulk, the whole Red Hulk no. thing? Yeah, no, no. no. Well, uh, <laughs> issue number four finally came out, and I just wanted to mention it quickly because it starts with The Watcher. Uh, did you guys read this? Did you guys look at it at all? Or Hell, hell no. Okay. Well, it starts, no. with, it starts with The Watcher, and I got to admit, Ed McGinnis drew a great Watcher. He was not as fat as normal. He was kind of thin or whatever. And a typical, like, I am Uatu, the Watcher, and, you know, I'm here not to interfere. And, you know, we've got, you know, a moment of two, you know, two Titans coming together because this is where the Red Hulk and the Green Hulk fight. And then you turn the page and Red Hulk punches him and, <laughs> and knocks him down. The Watcher? Yes. <laughs> Which, on one hand... Was, that guy's had that coming. It made me laugh, but then on the other hand, I was just like, oh, come on. Like It, it was like of the same magnitude of the Oh, the Humanity moment in this same book when the helicarrier crashed. You know, where yeah. it was just like, it was just like, I'm like, really? Did that? Did he just do that? And I know that Jeff Loeb's like, I had him punch the Watcher, and, you know, and starts laughing. And it's just like, no, it's not, you know. Isn't the Watcher like the most powerful being in the universe? Um, he, he's, he's, he's of the celestial level. Um, he, yeah. still, he still can get, you know. You know, he's caught by surprise. Yeah, it was a sucker punch. Yeah, it was totally a sucker punch. Yeah, so um, didn't yeah. he see it coming? He's the watcher, I guess. Ooh, um, he's not. He's not. He's not a future seer. No, yeah, he's a current seer. Yeah, but um, but yeah, but so this is a big fight between the Green Hulk and the Red Hulk. We still don't know who the Red Hulk, although now the clues make it appear that it was Leonard Sampson. Um, and uh, you know, admittedly, you know, I mean, this is a fun romp. I mean, like it's it's you know, like the you know, at w- one point the Red Hulk has got the Hulk pinned on top of the Golden Gate Bridge, and he's sticking the the, the Hulk gun at him, um, and he's sticking it in Hulk's face, and Hulk leans up and bites it and bites the barrel off, which is just like, <laughs> I mean, it just it's kind of it's kind of insane. Like that's the only way I can describe it. Like I don't know, it's not good. I, I it's like almost somebody who's like losing it. Um, but it ends with a uh, uh, Thor making appearance to take on the Red Hulk. It's just it's 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 all over the place, and it's just it's it's not the art is great, but the story is just not not good. So. Is it the new Thor? Yes, yeah, the new Thor. Yeah, is that his first appearance outside of his book? No, he's appeared elsewhere. I think. Really? Where? I don't know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he has. Really? I think he's just been. A, yeah, I think this is his oh. first appearance outside of his book. Oh, how about that? All right then. Cool. Well, yeah, it's the new Thor with the with the with the arms. You know, that armor. <laughs> So. I love that costume. It's a really good design. Yeah. So, such as such as Hulk. I just thought it was. I don't know. Just he punched the Watcher. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, user reviews. Uh, we want to highlight a couple of them uh, that show up on the website. Um, the first is from Neb, uh, who, by the way, is is prolific. Um, yeah, Neb is quite uh, the writer. Did Ultimate Spider-Man number one twenty-three? He gave the story a two out of five and the art a four out of five. He says I think there are two glaring flaws of this issue. The first is that it takes up eighty percent of its pages, filling in the reader as to what's happening with the previous storyline. My second problem with the issue comes from the battle between Venom and Spider-Man in the issue. Throughout the fight, Venom refers to him as Parker, and he talks to Venom, addressing him as Eddie. How in the world is one secret identity supposed to be kept? Well. Uh, how does one explain that right as the monster lands with everybody staring at and he screams Parker, that he's not talking about Peter Parker? It just seems weird to me, and it's a conceit I'm not willing to accept. I have to agree with Neb here, not so much in the Parker thing, but I just this this issue did not do it for me at all. This issue was fantastic. Uh, it was awful. I thought it was really – it was the first step of a really bad issue. No I'm way. Going to, um, 
Josh, I'm going to land in the middle of you two. Yeah. I was I was neither for it nor against it. I didn't really enjoy it all that much. I don't know if I would say it was bad. It didn't really touch me. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I hate I hate Venom, and whenever I see Venom show up, I think, oh god, another Venom story. I just don't like him. I never liked Venom. Um, but they did a really good job of showing what the monster that Venom is, the casual monster that he is. They just we just went through so many people that he just casually killed on the bench. I did like I did like I did like device. Venom as Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean yeah. that's. I don't know. I just felt as if it was a lot of exposition to catch people up on a storyline from however many you know issues. Well, ago, see, you know? the funny thing is, I've been reading a lot of old books this week, and you know, you hate this now. This happened every issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm how, sure. Yeah. This is how you catch new readers up. Somebody jumps yeah. on this book, and this is how you tell you explain to them how Venom and Spider-Man yeah, get together. Yeah, I, I see that point. I see it, that point. If you read every single issue, I'm sorry, they're not all written for you. Some of them are written for new readers. Right. Understood. A, the, people people complained about the Green Lantern storyline, which we're going to talk about in a second. Because, oh, I've read this before. Yeah, well, not everyone has read this before. They're not all written for you specifically. They're written for yeah, everyone. You don't have to yell. Well, I'm, I'm just <laughs> sick of people complaining about recaps. <laughs> well, no, but I just I – just, as a – I mean it's, it's tough because, I mean, I disagree on the Green Lantern thing, whereas I think what he's doing is telling a story that's been told before and telling it, you, you know, um, telling it, you know, updating it or making it unique and making it different. It's and Jeff better, Johns. Right? Yeah. He's retcon. Yeah, it's basically. But this, I don't know. I just, it just felt. I mean, it just felt felt very labored to read for me, and I don't, I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I may, it could be, it could be part of that. I don't like Venom. I don't like the Venom conceit in this book. I, I agree with the Parker thing, the secret identity thing. But what are you gonna do? It's comics. Um, I don't know. I just, it, it didn't seem to me strong as as what I would normally expect. But it's okay. If you liked it. Well, speaking of Green Lantern, um, Torque uh, reviewed Green Lantern number 32, and he gave the story a four and the art a five. Um, and that's out of five. Um, and he says, like the past umpteen issues, Jeff Johns and Ivan Rice knocked this out of the park. Jeff's plotting has added a layer of foreshadowing to the blackest night laced throughout Hal's origin as Ivan's polished and clean pencils continue to make this book shine. We can add yet another edition for Jeff Johns and Green Lantern in the wind pile. This is a good one to, to be sure. So, Yes. D- yeah. I, I, did. I've enjoyed every part of this because, as Connor was saying, you know, I, I haven't read a Green Lantern origin in a long time, yeah. and and I I've got to say that this sort of I don't know it's almost like a tightening up of the relationship between Hal and the the Lanterns, and then it's it's almost like they're because they're 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 making sure everybody understands actually how the 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 core works with the individual. It's happening in Final Crisis too, which I really liked where where they gave they gave Hal shit for not going to the other worlds like why aren't you doing your job? Like it's a job and you almost forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and this I stuff, like the Yoda moment. Which one? Yeah. When the, when the Sinestro blows up Hal's plane and he's like, ah, the plane's blown up and yeah. can't, oh, Hal, right, can't, yeah. fix, Hal yeah. can't fix it and, you, and Sinestro yeah. just does it really. Well, I liked when, when, when Sinestro came to him first and he's yelling at him and he's like, he's like, who are you? He's like, I'm the greatest, you know, green light in the like, ring and it's like the most orderly sector in all the universe. Like how the, the relationship yeah. between Sinestro and his ring and his, rela- and his establishment of his role in the core I think <laughs> was great too, yeah. So. What I really liked about that whole plane thing was that one of the things that drives me nuts in fiction is is that things like that like that plane blowing up have no consequence a lot of the time yep and i was like if i swear to god if they leave that wrecked plane there and he's just gonna be like i don't know i wrecked another one yeah they they came up with an explanation for it they fixed the plane up and i was i love that i love not leaving those loose ends that's one of my pet peeves so that was good green lantern's becoming like captain america daredevil those books where it's so good every month that you almost overlook (laughs) it because you're expecting it to be that good every month so that's yeah it's, it's adding to that list. 
Yep. And um, so if you, Doug Green Lantern or Ultimate Spider-Man or didn't, um, tell everybody what you think. Go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics where you can pick the comics that come out each week and you can rate them and then write a review. Um, we got a great uh, growing community of uh, folks writing their reviews, sharing their thoughts of comics. And uh, we really appreciate it. We want to add as many people as you can in there. So make sure you go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics. And if you need to order your comics, um, you can go to Discount Comic Book Service at dcbservice.com. Um, online retailer where you can um, uh, subscribe to comics and they'll ship them to you. They've got monthly specials of up to 75% off. Um, they discount all their comics. they got 40% off all the major publishers. Um, no matter how much you order or how little you order, it's a flat rate shipping of $5.95 for all orders in the U.S., which is uh, good for people like me who buy a lot. Um, pretty much anything that comes out in previews, including over 5,400 trade paperbacks, they're in stock and available for order. So if it's being sold about comics, you can get it from DCBS. Um, and when you go online, you can track your order. You see where it is, see how long it will take until your comic crack gets to you. Um, so go to DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service. Uh, they're good peeps. And uh, we, if you need to order your comics online, they're the one place to go. So I'm sweating over here, by the way, just, just in case. I know you're <laughs> and is. it's summer. Summer, oh with, summer with iFanboy. What would be, you know? Oh. <laughs> and it's like I gotta, I have to, like I'm dreading the moment I have to shut the window. Is this our fourth? Like, is this our fourth summer or a third shut summer? Up. I don't even want to know. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> e- 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 email time. Email time. Our first email says, "Dear iFanboy and the iFanbase, I just wanted to drop you guys a line to thank you, all of you, for all that you did for me in May. Thanks to Josh, Connor, Ron, and the iFanboy faithful, and to comic fans worldwide. Superman six seventy six was ranked as the 49th best-selling comic of May, according to Newsarama. Now, I'll be the first to admit that I may be an idiot, and maybe I can't read the chart right, but I think I am. Because of you, I cracked the top 50, certainly not sellout, I was hoping for. But I'm very excited with the results. I hope everyone out there listening will continue to show me their support and keep offering their friendship in comics, if not actual true-life friendship, throughout my career. I hope you'll take... I hope you all take a chance on our next project, which will be more than likely a creator-owned comic. I also want to take a second and thank iFanboy member Simps, and Daryl Densmore for taking the time to write really great reviews. I really appreciate it. To wrap this up, thank you all very much and hope to meet you, all of you, at a convention near you sometime in the future. Signed, Vito Del Sante, writer of Superman 676. And thank you, Vito. It was our pleasure. <laughs> it's, we wouldn't have done it if the book sucked. Exactly. That's 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 the big thing. And we, we'll be honest. And I'll tell Vito next time I see him. We were, we were worried. I was worried. I was like, I hope it's good because <laughs> that would have been awkward. <laughs> no, I really liked how you wrote no, uh, it was, Jimmy. It was good. No, <laughs> really. Oh, socks. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's what Connor does to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, but the yeah, fa- fan base, definitely, uh, you guys took a chance on Superman 676, and, and we like to think that we really helped affect the, the sales numbers. So um, if that is the case, you know, Vito thanks you. So awesomeness. Cool. Um, all right, our next email comes from Jamie, who uh, writes and says, okay, I'm catching up on the podcast from two years ago on my long commute. <laughs> Uh, what really <laughs> I'm on, it's a bitch to go back and find the issues holy shit i'm on number 37 37 and you guys are all talking about your ideal stack size and it's five to six for josh six to seven for connor and seven to eight for ron <laughs> <laughs> i'm also listening to the brand new the times they are. sorry i'm also listening to the brand new podcast where the stocks the stack has ballooned to 19 to 20 when did they jump why did they and do you think that you actually read too many quantity over quality also, it's fun to hear you guys gush over the series um, that you end up thinking suck by the end. The love fest for Civil War Frontline is a particular note. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like the concept. Anyway, um, 
I still say my ideal snack size is seven to eight comics. It would be I'm, awesome if I only had six to read. We didn't say that was what we bought. We just that was the ideal. I, I think even back then we were buying. You know, I was. I think back then we were buying still like thir- ten to thirteen books. Yeah, I, I seem to. I mean, I my my average stack size seems to be in and about um, uh, thirteen to seventeen on an ongoing basis. Yeah, that's that, that's definitely that, that is. <laughs> That's I'm definitely what stop. I'm at. Right now. Um, <laughs> why? Yeah, I mean, because there's lots of good stuff. That's why. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because like I got 23 books and we didn't even. I mean, like we didn't even talk about like let's just go. We didn't even talk about Captain America. We didn't even talk about 1985. We didn't even talk about Daredevil. We didn't even talk about Uncanny. We didn't talk about Trinity. We didn't talk about uh, Ultimates Number Three, which probably came out. <laughs> we didn't talk why about did you buy that. We didn't talk. I bought that. Hell's yeah. We didn't talk about Proof Number Nine from Image, which was awesome. Um, yep. You know, we didn't talk about Josh Whedon's final issue on Runaways, issue number thirty, which, by the way, they're going to relaunch with Terry Moore as number one, which I thought was interesting. Um, you know, we didn't even talk about, you know, 76 from Josh's buddy B. Clay Moore. I mean, like, there's a lot of comics out there now. And it's, I mean, it's tough. I, I feel a lot of pressure to make sure that, you know, I, I for me personally, I want to be in on everything. Like, I like the goodness. You know, I want to be able to, actually, you know. It works the same with us as it does with a lot of the people who listen to and watch the shows. Is we, I mean, the most, the very most common thing we get is, screw you, I fanboy, for making me read this book. It works yeah. both ways. Right, yeah, yeah. Every time one of these two yahoos I'm here with finds a book that I need to read, like, I get guilted like nobody's business to be reading everything. I used to be, like, I used to be, like, hardcore. I'm not, I'm not reading that. Yeah. I'm not right. Anytime anything was an event crossover or something that I thought was just some way to, like, I, I'm not reading. I tried to do that with the freaking Spider-Man, but, like, they were, they were, they were writing novels about oh, how it Oh, it was so good, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. I bought it. It was good. And you, right. were, and you wrote an email ordering, ordering our entire staff to read Iron Fist. Like, I, I was in shock at work when I got that email. I was like, really? <laughs> you were. I know. It was like, it was crazy. Um, so, I mean, it's, it has to do with wanting, like, it's fun to know what's going on. You know, we, I mean, granted, we have to sort of spread the love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, case in, case in point, case in point, if you looked uh, on ifanboy.com every Friday, we, we do our letter column where we answer letters from you. I answered a letter from, I, um, I forget her name. Was it Evie? I think. Um, um, and you know, it was the second note we got about incredible Hercules. And then literally a couple of, you know, minutes to hours later, we got a voicemail that w- that wasn't meant to be aired, but somebody called in to tell us going, read Incredible Hercules. And I'm like, you know, crap, now I've got to check this out. You know, like, it's like, I can't not be reading it, you know, like, it's, 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 there's just a lot of good stuff and you want to be in on it. And it's, but it, it's, I got to admit, this week was tough. Although, yeah, I mean, Marvel was, it was but it was good though. I mean, yeah. it, was a t- it was a lot of books, but at the end of it, I was like, damn, I like comics. You know, it's one of those weeks where you, are happy. It wasn't like I bought 16 books and 10 of them were boring, right. which has happened, which yeah. is where you hate reading comics. But this was one of those weeks where I put down my stack and I was like, yes. Yeah. You know what's, what's interesting good. is that, you know, it, it's, it's absolutely true when I say this, but we're not sick of comics yet. No, no, no. I mean, we have been, we have been neck deep in this shit now for a couple of years. We're sick of each, we're sick of each other, but we're not sick oh, of I comics. Hate, I hate every fiber of Ron's being <laughs> and Connor's not far behind. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to push either of them in front of a bus. Uh, you tried one like time. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> I like that. That's as far as it goes. You try to kill me. 
Um, I don't like that guy. I know, I know, but we all love comedy. I mean, it, it, what's great is that every week there's something that jumps out. Although I do got to say, on the negative tip, um, I think I, I think I'm going to stop Trinity. It's just, well, it's, it's, well, it's totally it's, fine. Two, it, and I'm fine with it. It's just, it's just, it's. It, I was reading this issue, and I'm like, I found myself once I finished the main story, like skimming the second story. I'm like, it's not grabbing me. And you know, oh, and, I, didn't read the, I didn't read the second story at all, but that wasn't that doesn't bother me once one bit. I mean, I'm buying it for the main story, right? No, I know, but the, but the second story is supposed to tie into the main story, right? Yeah, well, when it, when it does, I'll read it when it ties in. I mean, it's like the same and, thing and, with Countdown and, to Adventure. I didn't read price for 15 pages. Yeah, that's fine with me. I pay whatever. I mean, yeah, money's no object at this point. One one <laughs> comic like that, it's not a big deal. But yeah, no, I mean, I, it, it's it's the more I read it, I just I I'm like ah, I don't know, I don't know. It's like I want to, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just reacting to 23 comics this week. Got yeah. the, uh, Next week's gonna blow. I can I can feel it in my bones. It's gonna be a bad week. Well, this is the this is the push to San Diego now. We're literally we're in the we're in the you know San Diego's a month out. Ron, you're on the next one, right? Uh, next Are week, you? yeah, I think I got yeah. pick next week, yeah. So the week that you have the pick of the week, by the way, that's a rough week. It's a rough week, it is indeed. At least a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> you like Connor, and you get all good ones. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Anyway, all right. Um, so if you have a, if so that was our email. If you have a question you want to ask us, um, send an email to contact.ifanboy.com. Um, on to the voicemail. Um, our first voicemail. Um, talk about a, an awesome find. Hey guys, this is Nate from Canton, Ohio. I was just calling because. I didn't have anybody else to tell this to because all my other friends and my wife will just look at me funny when I tell them. But I went to my local, well, actually not a local comic book store, uh, one out of the way, but I was out for work. Walked in, there was a bargain table up front, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Absolute Edition, Volume 1, 40 bucks. Snapped that thing up in a heartbeat. I just thought that was awesome. All right, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Booyah! Did you say that? <laughs> you should have said that. You should that, say that, that as much as possible. That's the best when you find when you have a find and you're just like, oh god, that's awesome! Like this thing that you wanted and it's discounted and it's cheap. It's like, oh, there's nothing better than that. I'm glad I mean, that I'll, you shared with us. Yeah, exactly. On the opposite side, uh, finally, after how many years, Absolute DC New Frontier has gone out of print. Finally, wow. Really? Yep. I would like to think we helped with that. I we I can t- I know for a fact we sold a lot. <laughs> we have to. I mean, that's like yeah. going to be the book we've sold more of than anything, except for Invincible. Yeah, that book is amazing. We but... sell so many copies they don't need us. <laughs> that's what I learned. <laughs> more. No, but, the, but you're right. The uh, the bat. You know, the find. The the whoops. I've, I've stumbled upon this. Um, yeah. What happened to Josh and I? One day, one time, Josh and I were in the comic store. We were, we were waiting in line, and, and the line snaked past the discount shelf, and we see. Um, Marvel's 10th t- anniversary edition on on the shelf. Two copies for like what was it like ten bucks? Nice. They were like ten bucks each. And and, and for like, some sh- reason <laughs> we didn't buy them. <laughs> and, and they were out of print. They ca- they were fifty bucks new. Never saw it again. You know they just th- this week a, a new hardcover edition of Marvels came out and it just it was just it just su- the cover sucked and it was like well, I don't know why they put it out like it just was really bad. But the, the thing was with the, sto- yeah. the the story is that we, we're, yeah. we're debating the entire time we're in the line should we buy it should we not buy it. And then there, there are two copies, two of us, two copies. And then so we go back to work. We, we were debating it at work. All right, we're going to go buy them. So I, I go back to buy them for both of us, and they're both gone. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, well, that, that's like I was in – I was uh, I was at my local comic store. I was having a just kind of you know, a kind of clearance back issue sale on, on Memorial Day. And just div- diving through the back issue bins, I found um, uh, um, uh, Invincible Number 1 for – and it was sold very discountedly. 
So I, I, I then sent that to CGC. That's not the proper adverb. I sent that to CGC and Don't I and I slapped piss it off the CGC people. <laughs> be sensitive. You know they said that we do not uh, understand how important slabbing is to. I mean, grading is to comics. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, you know what I do understand is important. What? Excellent movies delivered promptly to your home. Yeah. Uh, yes. Netflix.com has over 90,000 titles, no late fees, free shipping both ways, Blu-ray titles for the high def, uh, very fast uh, delivery, usually in about a day. they got plans starting at $4.99, and you can get a free two-week trial if you go to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy. It is a very integral part of my life. And, and speaking of movies, if, you, if you're going to the movies uh, this summer, to the theaters, um, uh, use Fandango. Um, if you go to ifanboy.com, there's a couple of banners there um, that link over to Fandango. And uh, if you buy your tickets online, help us out in the process. Hellboy's coming up. Dark Knight, Wanted just came out this weekend. Um, we're we're going to be talking about it in a special edition podcast. You can check out in the feed just below it, um, below this episode. Um, so, you know, you buy tickets at Fandango. I use it. It's pretty cool. So. Oh, through my fanboy for that, please. Yes. Thank you. Uh, All right, yes, Connor. and if you're there at iFanboy, you check out my full Pick of the Week review of Final Crisis number two, as well as the more in-depth comic book discussion that you find every day now on iFanboy with all of our new writers and everything. Mm-hmm. Kicking ass. This was a very Marvel vs. DC week, which was unfortunate. <laughs> Such as such as those things happen. And if um, if you want to show your allegiance to Marvel or DC and buy comics, um, go to ifanboy.com forward slash store um, where uh, you can buy trade paperbacks, graphic novels, video games, music, whatever you want through Amazon.com partnership we have with Amazon. So um, ifanboy.com forward slash store helps us out while you're spending money. So I I did not fan that beat versus thing. I wanted to explore the differences. That's all. That's all. <laughs> yes. uh, if, if you like our our long video show, which comes out every Saturday. Currently, uh, you can go to revision3.com slash ifanboy. This past week, we talked about the wanted comic book, which would make sense because the movie just came out. And also, uh, under this show in the feed, you're going to have the wanted uh, oh, yeah. audio podcast where we talk about the movie. Um, so all the wanted you can you could want. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. And then next week, uh, meets anyone? Our, our annual barbecue episode. Very good. Woo. But um, it's, it, it's important to note that, um, that there might be some changes coming to the video show schedule. Um, we're looking at we might be moving away from Saturdays back to Wednesdays. Um, so to keep an eye out on your feed for that. Um, and you could, you, The minis will be throughout the week as well, but you can uh, um, hope, uh, pretty soon you're going to be able to get the long uh, episode on Wednesday, um, which should be fun. And also, you know, lots of you are watching the video show. That's awesome. Um, please go to iTunes, leave reviews for it but also tell tell your comic store about it tell your friends get the word out about the video show um you know there's definitely many 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 more people out there enjoying comics who aren't watching the show and we need we all need your help to do something about that so thank you yes, yes. and as josh met, uh, not josh ron whatever one of you son of a bitches you are mentioned uh every weekday you got the ifanboy mini which is a, with the one to three four five minute uh, little piece of comic book love yes and watch uh, out for that bus kill patrick coming <laughs> I don't cross the street with you anymore. Now I, I wait <laughs> after that last time. <laughs> so check out the video show. It's awesome. And then if you like iFanboy and we thank you for liking us, you can show your love by getting a T-shirt at jinx.com forward slash iFanboy. Um, and if you take a picture of yourself, send it to Jinx. They'll put it on their website. We'll, we'll put it up on our, web, our website. We'd love to see people wearing iFanboy T-shirts. So thank you. Please, please, please avail yourself of the many ways to contact us, including contact at ifanboy.com. You send us an email. We will either put it on a show, put it on the website, or we will write back to you. That's a guarantee, uh, unless it gets lost in spam. Uh, or you can leave a voicemail <laughs> at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Listen, 
voicemail competition's heating up. Yeah, so, it is. So you think about what you want to do. Do the thing. Try to keep it short. You know, and leave uh, your name. That's important. Yeah. Leaving your name is huge. If I Listen, I've forgotten to say my name when I did the minis before, uh, but I can just put it on the screen. You can't do that. We won't know who you are. So take credit for what you've done. Uh, call us up yep. with anything. We all – yeah, we all like social networks. Go to ifanboy.com slash about. You can be our friend at MySpace or Comic Space or Verb or Facebook or Twitter or all those things we like to do. So go there, check it out, become our friend. Yes. And um, if you also, if you like us, like I mentioned, write a review in iTunes um, for the audio show or the video show um, or tell your friends about it. You know, tell, you know, if they don't know about podcasts and, and this whole great new media thing, introduce them, show them how to use it. Um, and, you know, make sure that you're, um, that you're subscribed to the video show. Make sure you're, so you got your subscriptions in check and you're getting the content that you want and let everyone know. Spread the iFanboy word. Uh, if you like the show, give us money. Come on. <laughs> just, just listen. Look, what have you gotten? Look, how many comics did you buy this week? And how many did you actually like? 23. Yes. How much more Seven. do you enjoy your comic books because we put on the show and the stuff and <laughs> have the website? Like, seriously. So maybe, maybe you, should, you should give back just a little bit if you can. That would very much help us out. Um, you know, we, we put a lot of effort into this, and uh, we, we ain't living the good life. <laughs> well, some of us are. <laughs> Hardly. Um, all right, cool. So uh, go to ifanboy.com forward slash donations. We'd appreciate it. So, uh, God, I'm stuck to my seat. <laughs> oh, God, what an awful image. Oh, it's just, <laughs> I'm going to do, do the next show shirtless. And I have a leather chair, so there might be a lot of tearing sounds. <laughs> all right, we need to stop this. And so I'm Ron. <laughs> I'm Connor. Ah, I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> 